Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Every team has a plan. Every fan has an opinion. In-depth discussion and analysis. Bob Stoffer and Jack Michaels on the road with the Oilers. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown in studio. If the Oilers make a move, we will too. NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Well, the newest member of your Edmonton Oilers will wear number 27. That is Mike Green, acquired last night from the Detroit Red Wings. Will there be other new Edmonton Oilers to come? We will keep you updated here. Special trade deadline coverage courtesy AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Green, of course, familiar to Ken Holland, the general manager of the Oilers, and Holland says he likes Green's ability to move the puck. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's the game. That's the, the, the league, the importance of getting the puck. You know, with, you're going to defend when you get your hands on the puck. you got to get it in the hands of your forwards and, and and head out to the other zone. So uh, certainly um, I think that that's we're doing. A, uh, as, as the years wore on, I think that we're great job by the coaching staff. I think right from day one of the uh, of training camp, that was a priority was to defend hard. And when we get our hands on the puck, make a pass and uh, move it up the ice. So uh, um, I think all the defensemen that are here have done a good job and Mike fits that. All right, that is Ken Holland as Mike Green was acquired last night for a conditional pick and Kyle Brodziak. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in the 630 Chet Studio. Thanks for joining us this morning. Bob Stoffer is with the Oilers in Anaheim. We have a lot to discuss. We'll bring uh, Bob in here. As uh, Bob, Mike Green is is an Oiler. Uh, we're probably going to get him uh, sometime this afternoon here on 630 Chet and maybe, maybe other new Oilers to come as well. Going to be a fun day. Yeah, I will tell you point blank. There's a, you know, my belief is the team will add at least one forward, um, preferably a guy that can skate. Uh, and I know that sounds stupid, you know. Well, what do you mean? They can all <laughs> skate, but they need some more speed in the lineup. Um, I will cut to the chase here. The Edmonton Oilers were in on Patrick Marlowe. He ultimately got traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu has, a, I'm told, three different teams chasing him right now. Uh, I think it would make sense, given the fact that Ken Holland drafted him as general manager, that there might be an appetite there. I'm told the cost for Andreas Athanasiu right now is uh, two number twos, and uh, Edmonton would have to divest themselves of some money in order to... Uh, 
uh, do that deal. So you could do the math that kind of you're, you're looking at either Chase on or Gagne going the other way. And if you're Steve Eisenman, you might want an expiring contract. Uh, so, you know, after the CEO is on the radar screen, uh, I mentioned last night after the game, I think a fallback position for Edmonton is Nick Cousins, who played in Arizona last year, didn't get qualified because he was a restricted free agent and he was going to win his ARB case. And, uh, and then Tyler Ennis, and the, Tyler Ennis has kind of been a moving target. I was told Saturday night that uh, it's out uh, on Tyler Ennis, uh, that uh, Ottawa was going to take another deal, and then suddenly, uh, you know, let's face it, they had bigger fish to fry here. They've gone ahead and moved Pajot and got a tremendous, I can't believe the return they got on Pajot, to be honest with you. Uh, and then also a... Um, and moved out in Amenstikov. So uh, I, I, I think we're going to see the Edmonton Oilers find a way. I don't want to make, pro, you know, over-promise and under-deliver, but I, I believe that the Oilers in a perfect world would add at least one four, and they got basically an hour and 50 minutes to make that happen. Bob, we should touch on a question we get a lot is about long-term injured reserve, who's on it, who isn't on yeah. it, how it works. I mean, it's it's not... It's helpful, but it's not a magic bullet necessarily where you get the full value of a player's contract and it allows you to go over to the cap by that amount. Well, and that's the wild card in terms of not sending a contract back, depending upon who they go get. Um, the other thing that's happened here, guys, is Kreider ended up signing with the Rangers. Uh, you know, was, was, was a team like Columbus, you know, maybe trying to get in on Kreider, and would that be a default position for them to be in on Athanasiu? Uh, and, and so, you know, there's conflicting reports this morning. It'll all get spelled out this afternoon, but we believe that Chris Russell has been moved to LTIR. The actual savings and there's a guy named Hart Levine who's from Edmonton uh, that has a uh, website and he's done a terrific job um, regarding the orders cap situations here and I'm I'm mad at myself that I don't have the name of the wet, the website off the top of my head but he's done a real good uh, puck, uh, I believe it's called Puckpedia oh, and yeah, yeah, and Hart's, uh, Hart's an Edmontonian. He's an accountant from Edmonton that works down in Southern California. Anyways, uh, bottom line here is the owner's got several things to factor in here. Like, if they can send a contract back, uh, first of all, if Russell goes to LTIR, it's only a minimal savings during the actual time that he's on it, unless he's on it till the end of the regular season. If he's on it until the end of the regular season, uh, you can go over once the regular season is over. Mm-hmm. So, is there, is so there you a- get the full... Is there a certain timeline that Sorry. he has to be on, Chris Russell? Like, is there ten a certain to, uh, ten, 10 games to twenty four days is the tradition? Uh, traditional. I, again, you're getting uh, Rob. I'd like to say that I got all this sort of under control. There's a bunch of other factors here uh, for Edmonton. There's a the the bonus structure of Mike Smith's deal. Um, there, believe it or not, Gaetan Haas is up for a $200,000 bonus if he finishes top three and plus minus amongst the Oilers forwards. And a real wild card here is what happens if Yamamoto ends up getting, you know, for the sake of argument, like 11 more goals between now and the rest of the regular season. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. So the, and, and what that would mean, Rob, is there'd be an overage next year that Edmonton would be charged. Bob, we'll have to, uh, I better jump in here. Uh, we that, got that's Gord's account for sure, Brendan. We got to be careful with fake accounts. Andreas Athanasiu to the well, Oilers. Yeah, uh, there you go. Gordon Miller from TSN. I, believe, I see yeah. nothing else about it yet. Okay. Uh, but there we what go. What I will so tell you is Gordon player. Miller. 
Gord Miller is uh, very tight with Ken Holland. Uh, I believe the acquisition cost in this trade is going to be two number twos. I don't have the years for you. And it could be Sam Gagne going the other way. It's going to have to be some money going the other way. The easiest thing for Edmonton to do would it be for it to be Gagne. So I'm going to step out, guys, for 35 seconds and let you guys take over for a sec. All right. better be exactly 35 seconds. We're counting. <laughs> uh, all right. So that that's that's the breaking news we have right now. It looks like Andreas Athanasiu is an Edmonton Oiler. We uh, do not have any confirmed knowledge of what's going the other way. We know that Athanasiu is uh, incredibly fast. We know that he's having uh, an awful year, well, plus minus wise, on an awful team. Uh, minus 45 in 46 games played with Detroit. He does have 10 goals and 14 assists for uh, 24 points. And uh, this is speed. This 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 is this is a very fast player. He did have 30 goals last season in 76 games. So keep that in mind. He does have the ability to finish. He's 25. Doesn't turn 26 until August. Originally drafted in the fourth round by Detroit in uh, in 2012. So that that this is uh, appears to be the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers. Somebody else coming over from the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, and to me, this is someone that you're going to try out on Connor McDavid's line. I think that's what you're looking for. The Oilers have a second or a 1B line in Leon Dry settled with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. But what we saw before Connor went down is with his injury is uh, his line wasn't producing at the rate that it should be with having Connor as the centerman. Uh, the Cassian had dried up a little bit. Neil had dried up. They'd gone with a number of different wingers on the left side. I think they, needed, they realized they needed some speed to play with Connor. This kid has speed. Uh, I'm not sure if his hands have are as quick as his, his feet, but he did have a big season last year, so they're hoping they find a little bit of magic, and the one thing he will find playing with, if he plays with Connor, and that's where I believe he will, he will find opportunities, because he's got the speed to get into the openings, he's got the speed to keep up to Connor, and if he can capitalize on one-third or one-fourth of the opportunities he's going to get playing there, it will be success. $3 million cap hit. He's an RFA at the end of the season. Uh, as we bring Bob Stoffer uh, back in, Andreas Athanasiu traded to the Edmonton Oilers. Bob? So nobody has the return. Again, I believe the ask was at least two number twos. I don't know if they're going to stagger the number two picks. Uh, and I wonder whether or not uh, Gagne ends up being part of the deal going the other way. That'd be the easiest thing from the financial perspective. Right now, nobody's got the full consummation of the trade right now. One thing I'm going to say about Andreas Athanasiu is, and you're going to hear from uh, Ken Daniels coming up at 11.35, and our timing could not have worked better for that guest, given the acquisition of both uh, Athanasiu now and Mike Green. Uh, but in Detroit, guys, he saw himself as there with Larkin, and sort of Mantha as at that level of players. Rob, I'm going to ask you specifically, now you have a situation where Athanasiu, is no, he knows he's not at the level of McDavid and Dreisaitl. And as a result, I don't think he's going to have the same pressure. He's now a secondary uh, supporter. And, and the other thing is, because he didn't crush it this year in Detroit, I know he had the 30 goals last year, this will be a favorable contract extension for Edmonton, probably on a two-year deal here moving forward. So they'll be able to keep the price point down. I agree, but I, I think he sees this as an opportunity, a huge opportunity after uh, an epic failure of a season that he's had so far in Detroit. He's coming here, and as we were just saying, well, you're off. I mean, this is. I think he's going to get an opportunity with Connor. They've got. Yeah. They need speed on that line, and he, so he's going to get an opportunity of a lifetime 
in, in the next 20 games and playoff time to prove that he is the player that he thinks he is and he's capable of being. And what a trial period he's going to have playing with the best player in the National Hockey League. You know what, Bob? This is, this is interesting because you're speculating possibly Gagne. Uh, going yep. the other way because of the money, which is, which is fascinating to me. Given and given the previous relationship as well with Iserman and Holland, because in the Mike Green trade, Detroit trades some money and takes the contract of a player that's not playing this season with Brodziak. And if it is Gagne going for Athanasiu, uh, you know it's an expiring contract. The player doesn't yep. play as much as what he makes. You know, granted he's he's done a good job finding a niche here with the Oilers, but. Uh, man, these are deals where the Oilers are, to me, making a couple of low-risk moves to get some couple of potentially impact guys. Yeah, this is, I mean, the whole green thing, um, there was concern, Rob, we talked about this last night about Matt Benning. Like, he does not look right to me, and the Oilers aren't playing Benning more than 14 minutes a game. Well, Green's going to come in here, and he's going to play 16 to 18 minutes. As for Athanasiu, uh, the Oilers were never out of it with him, and he he can be a frustrating guy, and the Oilers have a good culture going right now. Uh, I know, Rob, you talk about him being excited. My thing is, he's not going to have the weight of expectations in the world on him, right? Like, in Detroit, they needed him to produce every game. Uh, here in Edmonton, he, he don't get me wrong, he needs to go out there and, and, and play, but he doesn't have to be the primary driver. He's not going to be the primary driver on a line with McDavid, or is he going to be the primary driver on a line with Dreisaitl? The other thing that's probably going to do is drop James Neal down on the third line once Neal gets healthy, at least five on five, where he's probably better situated. So, again, we just need to get confirmation on the return, and uh, I've not got anything yet uh, on that front, but I was led to believe that the minimum ask was going to be two number twos, and then the orders were going to have to send some money back the other way. Now, unless the LTIR move for Russell frees up the money for the rest of the season. Right. All right. So, Andreas Athanasiu coming to the Edmonton Oilers. As Bob mentioned, we are not sure yet who is going the other way. We'll bring that to you as soon as we know it. A little more with Bob and Ken Daniels, who calls Red Wings games, will tell us about both Green and Athanasiu after the 11.30 news. Special trade deadline day coverage on 6.30 Ched, presented by AMJ Campbell. You're listening to NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Only on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome to Oil Country. Andreas Athanasiu. Another trade between the Oilers and the Red Wings. We are waiting Bob Stoffers with the Oilers in Anaheim. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in the 630 Chet studio. We are uh, waiting for the return. I know, Bob, you're uh, speculating some picks and maybe a player involved, but uh, Athanasiu, a fast player who did score 30 last year coming to Edmonton. Well, let's, I mean, Darren Dreger has reported it's two second-round picks for Andreas Athanasiu. Put that out uh, one minute ago. So that's kind of along the lines of what we were thinking about, uh, I don't know, right when we got started to open the show today, what the cost would be on Athanasiu. The only question is whether or not there's a contract that goes back the other way. The orders are at 48 contracts. Logic would dictate. Um, Potentially could be a contract going back the other the other way. The only question is, again, why was uh, why did the orders move Russell into LTIR today? I'm not sure. So, uh, two second round picks. I don't have the years. Neither team has announced the trade yet at this time. Right. Okay. And and again with the LTIR, if if Russell goes on LTIR and the Oilers the are then exceeding the cap, he can't play in the regular season. 
Right. They could, well, yes. I mean, I'd have to do the exact math on it, but he theoretically, theoretically, they pretty much have to play. They're going to have to move out some money some way. Now they could put a guy down on the minors. Don't forget, Gagne started the year in the minors, and that would buy him roughly $1 million in cap space. So a lot of this has to do with how long Russell's out for. And as you know, Reed, Russell skated Saturday at uh, the community arena, but he's coming off a concussion, and those are scary things for guys. So uh, I'm just wondering whether or not there is a player in it. Sometimes the player needs to be uh, contacted, and I, I don't have anything yet on a player, and nor does anybody else. So it kind of tells us something right there. So, you know, is it just for the two number twos? Or is it including a contracted player as well? Because that's a, that's that's a big caveat. Because if it is, just say hypothetically, if it is Sam Gagne, it does not preclude the Edmonton Oilers from making a, like if Gagne is included in the trade, the money in and out is basically the same. The Oilers could still make another trade and add on another player for a million bucks. Right. Okay. And so now let's just update the Oilers draft pick situation. The green trade is a fourth rounder this the- year that could become a third rounder in 2021. The th- and the third yeah. rounder for this summer is being held by Calgary. We'll see if Neil which scores is why, enough to make the which conditions. Is why, right, which is why they didn't make uh, give up a firm three in the green trade. Actually, one time they were talking a fifth, and uh, they were able to whittle it down to the fourth with a conditional third, But which is why the third would take place in 2021 because they got a hold on the 2020 third. So we don't have the years yet, guys, on the two number twos. Time will tell on that. We, don't, we do not have it, – it's not – it wouldn't surprise me if they staggered the two second round picks. They went, let's say they go two this year, twenty twenty, yeah, and then the next, and then go twenty twenty two with the uh, the number two. Right. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So Mike Green last night, Andreas Athanasiu this morning uh, for two second round picks. Like Bob said, we're waiting for the years, and, and we'll see if somebody else is going to uh, to Detroit. All right, Bob, uh, you want to check back in? We're going to talk to Ken Daniels. Yeah, we'll get back to you in a little bit. Yeah. Sure. All right, yeah, you bet, guys. Bob is with the Oilers in Anaheim. Oh, we didn't even mention the Oilers won their game last night. They did. I didn't ask either. Did the Oilers practice today? No. So, I mean, there's another thing, too, when you talk about uh, getting a hold of players, and, and that's you can't really announce anything until you've told the player he's been traded. You don't want him to find out as he gets a, a text from all his buddies, hey, by the way, you just got traded. So if they're not at the rink, then they're spread out all over the place. You got to make sure. I mean, some guys turn their phones off. Some guys hide their phones. They don't want to find out. So you do have to make sure the player knows before you make any moves. All right, we will. Uh, we'll keep you updated. We're going to check in with Ken Daniels, who is the play-by-play voice of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, th- later on in our trade deadline coverage here, uh, we are hoping to get Mike Green to you as he's traveling today to join the Edmonton Oilers. Special trade deadline day coverage on 6:30, Chad. If the Oilers make a move, we will too. Bob Stoffer, Jack Michaels from Nashville, Reed Wilkins, and Rob Brown in studio. NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Only on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Okay, we have the deal. The Edmonton Oilers have officially announced it. They get forward Andreas Athanasiu from Detroit. The Oilers also get Ryan Kuffner. That is K-U-F-F-N-E-R. Rob's going to give you a little bit on him in a couple of minutes. Sam Gagne goes to Detroit, as well as Edmonton's second-round pick in 2020 and second-round pick in 2021. So they're not staggered. The Oilers will retain 10% of uh, Gagne's salary. He's 
Uh, he's his contract expires at the end of the year. Athanasiu also has an expiring contract, but he's an RFA, not a UFA. So the Oilers have control there. Thirty goals last season. Uh, tough year on a struggling Detroit team this year. Uh, we're going to bring in Ken Daniels here in just a minute. But quickly, do we know anything about Kuffner? Rob? Kuffner is from Ontario. He's twenty three, six one, one eighty six. Spent four years at Princeton. Uh, had. A 19, a 29, and a 22-goal season at Princeton. He was undrafted. He's got 10 games in Detroit two years ago, currently playing with Grand Rapids, 32 games, 6 goals, 9 points. Okay. All right. So, uh, you obviously the player that is going to jump into the Oilers' lineup. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, special trade deadline day coverage today on 630 Chet. And a uh, friend of the program here, Ken Daniels, play-by-play voice for the Wings, is going to hop on. Ken, you're on with Reed and Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. What else do you want to know about Ryan Kuffner? I can fill you in. On well, you, you may as well start because I'm just getting it off of Hockey DB right now. Yeah, we're just doing well, that on the fly. Uh, he, yeah, he's Princeton's all-time leading scorer. I, I, I know for Ryan, for him personally, he was working on spinning out of the corners and tight skills against bigger players. And as he had said, you know, he, he basically had to work on that. <laughs> He, he needed to work on that against bigger guys, and you just have to live with it because he's not all that big, but six one, but not a heavy player. Red Wings talked to Ryan Kuffner uh, about a year and a half ago, but he wanted to stay in college, and, and then they signed him. He's got a nose for the net, but he really has to adjust his game. I don't think he ever really had a future in Detroit, but certainly could score at the Princeton level. But whether you score, you know, when you score in college and then up here. And uh, the Red Wings have seen that with, with other players that they've had. Taro Hirose is another one. Great score at Michigan State. Can he do it at the NHL level? So there's a future for, for Ryan Kuffner perhaps down the road, but, you know, in, in picking up Gagne and, and that contract, et cetera. But you guys carry on. But that's basically uh, Ryan Kuffner. I, I don't know if he necessarily had the speed to play in the NHL, but that's what the Red Wings are trying to find if they have that with Taro Hirose too. Um, whether you have the speed to play at the NHL level. Okay, so uh, speaking of speed, Andreas Athanasiu comes to the Oilers. I mean, we're looking at his stats, 30 goals last year. Uh, tough year for him individually, minus 45. Tough year for the Wings. Tell us a little bit about what, what the Oilers are getting here, Ken. You're getting the speed to burn. And I thought, boy, you, you put him with Connor McDavid. I would think Andreas Athanasiu's straight-ahead speed, not with the puck necessarily, but straight-ahead speed could be perhaps the fastest in the National Hockey League. So I think in the time that Connor McDavid's been with Edmonton, there's nobody better than Andreas Athanasiu who can certainly keep up with him. So you're getting a guy defensively, yeah, does he have his warts to his game? 100%. And take that minus 45, that green jacket, or whatever he was going to wear this season, and put it aside because on the team that he struggled with. And, it, you know, when you look at Detroit, and, and probably since December or so, when you look at Andreas Athanasiu's numbers, maybe in that time when I looked at it a while back, and he'd been hurt for a little bit of time. So his minus 25 in that time was right up there with Dylan Larkin and with Mike Green, who you got, and with Valtteri Filpa, who you got. So maybe take that with a grain of salt because he was just on a, on a, on a, on a team that struggled and couldn't keep the puck out of the net, as good as Jonathan Bernier's been lately. So you had that minus piling up for Andreas Athanasiu. He wasn't alone. But defense has never been a strong suit to his game. I wouldn't really worry about that. You got him with Connor McDavid. I think it's a home run for 
Edmonton for sure. And what the Red Wings get in two doubles in second rounders for double A, I think it's a great deal for Detroit too. That's what they're building for the future. And the, and the other player coming to Edmonton, it happened late last night, was Mike Green. Now, for anyone that is a fan of the game, has seen what Mike Green has done over his career. I mean, he had 30 goals one year in Washington. He was part of an offense in Washington that was fun to watch. We don't see him as much over the last couple of years because he's gone to Detroit. We don't see them as often out here. Where's, where's Mike Green right now as a player? Well, for Edmonton, I think he's a right-hand shot. That, that's first and foremost. I think he can take some of the minutes. I know Clefbaum, an injury there, but he can take some of the minutes from Oscar Clefbaum too. So, again, I think as a depth guy, maybe a third pair, can run a power play and a right-hand shot. One thing about Mike Green, he doesn't bail on plays. I've never seen a guy get hit more than Mike Green. So <laughs> he'll move that puck. You, you know, the thing is with Edmonton, uh, you've you got guys who can get the puck too. There really wasn't that for his numbers to pick up in Detroit. He could throw the puck up the boards, make a play, and I don't think the Red Wings had the skill level up front for him to get points for guys who could finish a play. But Mike Green can still help a power play. I think, yes, the Red Wing power play was not good, but what did they have up there that was working? And Anthony Mantha missed a lot of time. Uh, Mike Green missed some time, too. So I think both the players that Edmonton got, where Detroit was looking to move them, and Green on an expiring contract, it wouldn't surprise me. And being a Calgary guy and going to Edmonton, I, I wouldn't surprise me if Ken Holland even wanted to sign him to an extension. He's a class act guy. He's a great guy in the room, veteran guy, and I think he's a nice fit there. Not a top guy that he used to be, but be a nice fit with some skilled guys up front that the Oilers have. With Asin to see you, Ken, uh, what can you tell us about how, if at all, he was used on special teams? Well, he was a he play on the flank on the power play for sure, and he's got a terrific shot on a one timer. I again, especially when we saw Philip Peronic go out in Edmonton, the Red Wings just didn't have the guys on that other side to be able to feed him properly. So again, with Edmonton, you've got pieces that can help Andreas Athanasiu's game. So on a power play on the flank, a good shot, move the puck, and I think he's a nice fit. That's where I see him being, and he can, he can be a good decoy. You've got so many moving pieces. Again, I, I don't think the Oilers, from the time that I've seen in McDavid's time, in what they've added now, and Yamamoto and the way he's come on, I don't think there's been a better top six. And, you know, James Neal now, when he comes, can slot to a third line. Yes, James Neal on the power play, but some nice weapons there with Andreas Athanasiu as another one to add to the pieces there at Edmonton. The one thing that we've seen in the the, the few times that we've seen Andreas is it, it, obviously he's got foot speed and you've talked about it a lot. Are his hands and his mind fast enough to keep up to his feet? Is that something that he's capable of improving on or is this a kid that is always going to be fast but the, the hands just aren't quite there? I loved how you phrased that. <laughs> capable of improving on <laughs> That's very well put. Uh, I would hope that Dave Tippett can get that out of him. Andreas Athanasiu, yeah, he can be stubborn for sure. Uh, even in contract negotiations, Darren Ferris had Andreas Athanasiu in Detroit and he had Josh Anderson in Columbus. You remember both were training camp issues and holding out for the money aspect. Andreas can be stubborn, but better for Ken Holland, the devil you know, than the devil you don't know. He's dealt with them. 
He's dealt with that end of it. He's dealt with negotiations. And Dave Tippett, I think, hopefully can be a guy. And Andreas Athanasius, he's Connor McDavid. Do I want to work on this? Sure. Uh, he's, he's got the speed, but you're right. I've seen him handle pucks in flight where necessarily the puck doesn't necessarily <laughs> follow him along. I would hope if he works on that, I, I think a change of scenery for him and with the players surrounding him with can be good. He can be stubborn in that he wants to be a top guy. He's got the opportunity now to be the top guy. But do you want to work on the smaller aspects of your game? Let's hope the Edmonton coaching staff can get that out of them. Ken, before we let you go, I mean, I mean, look, we know the type of season it's been for Detroit. They trade a couple of guys here to Edmonton. Do you foresee them doing anything else? I mean, is Iserman going to try to stockpile some picks and or prospects here still in the last uh, hour and 20 minutes before the deadline? I would think he'd like to. Uh, nine picks now with the one for Mike Green. That makes it ten now this year with Andreas Athanasiu. Ten picks. I think he'd like as many as possible. To me, if you're going to eat some money and the Red Wings can do that, even on a guy like Darren Helm, I think Darren Helm's a heck of a player. I like Darren Helm a lot better at, at maybe, I don't know, what's his deal now, 3.85. I like him better at 2.85 if you eat a million in his contract. I know teams will ask about Luke Glendening on a very reasonable contract and for another year going forward. Darren Helm is another year going forward. But I, I personally, me watching him and what he brings to the room, I'd hate to lose a guy like Luke Glendening. For Darren Helm, if you can get a decent pick back going forward, yeah, I think teams could do well to get a guy like him too. So I, I don't see him done. I think Steve Eisman wants as many picks as he can get, and I think he's done well so far. All right. Ken, thanks for hopping on. I know it's a busy game uh, day for you, but uh, obviously uh, a big Detroit angle for the Oilers today. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. You got it. My pleasure, guys. All right. That is Ken Daniels checking in here. Special trade deadline day coverage courtesy of AMJ Campbell on 630 Chet. So the, the lowdown on, on the players, and I think we're going to have – a little more discussion here about Athanasiu, given this is the one that just happened. Again, if you missed it, two second-rounders going to Detroit in this year and next year, and Sam Gagne as well. And it, that's what's interesting to me. And I, you know what, I, I, I said it all along. I, that I said, how do the Oilers trade Sam Gagne because of his expiring contract, and because teams that might acquire him would have their own Sam Gagne. But I think in this deal, Rob, you know, the Oilers had to well to give that pick up another pick up and there you go well to me it's one of these okay we'll give you a second and a third but if you take Gagne and open up some cap space we'll make it two seconds so I think taking Gagne enticed Detroit to or, you know they, we'll give you this and then we'll give you an extra better pick if you take him because we're trying to clear some money out so that we can afford to make this deal so uh, that's the way you have to do it and the one thing that um Kenny Holland had talked about, he said he, they, if they were going to do things, they would have to be creative. Uh, and obviously, Chris Russell going on long-term injury, Sam Gagne moving using that contract. There has been a little creativity to allow the Oilers to bring in players and finagle the salary cap issues that they had. Right, and I think we, we, we're we getting the, the, the story on, on Athens. You know, we, we've seen him play, but Ken said it, Bob referenced it. He can be a frustrating player. Mm-hmm. Um um, you know, and he's fast. Puck may not always be going with him. And uh, like Ken referenced, he 
I mean, he did score 30 last year, but uh, isn't a defensive wizard by any means and at times may not uh, be as, as effective as he would like to be or that he thinks he can be. So we'll see how he fits in here. The thing is here, he's not going to be the primary, one of the primary offensive players on the Oilers. No, he's, he's going to be... He's going to be fifth or sixth yep. or... His, but it, it's the enticement that he has here. I said, okay, if I'm the coaching staff and I'm, I don't obviously don't need to tell Dave Tippett what to do because he's, <laughs> he's had some success in the National hockey league level and i would imagine he would sit down with andreas and say all right we're going to put you with Connor mcdavid but for you to play there and stay there and be consistently on that line we need this out of you we need this kind of work ethic we need this out of you defensively because we don't play players and give them opportunities if they're not good in our own end we want to we want to win games by giving up one or two against so uh, you will get great opportunities to play with Connor mcdavid but you have to do a b and c first if you don't do A, B, and C, guess what? There is a lot of people wanting to play on the wing with Connor McDavid. So you use it as a, a carrot. This is your opportunity, and you're a, you got an opportunity to play with the best in the world. And you're a young kid. You could you can make a, a long stretch here. You can become something special if you play here, but you have to play the right way. All right, Andreas Athanasiu, the newest Edmonton Oiler. Mike Green was acquired last night. We will continue the discussion. We'll let you know what else is going on around the league. Trade deadline day coverage on 630 Chat, presented by AMJ Campbell. You're listening to NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Only on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. All right, so that full deal, the Oilers acquire... Andreas Athanasiu from the Detroit Red Wings along with prospect Ryan Kuffner going to Detroit, Sam Gagne. The Oilers' second-round pick in 2020, second-round pick in 2021, and the Oilers retained 10% of Gagne's salary. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown at 630 Chet, Bob Stoffer on the road with the Oilers today in uh, in Anaheim. Bob, so those uh, those second-round picks will indeed be in consecutive years. Yeah, so what's going to happen here, guys, is uh, we all know Paul is getting traded. He was, last time I checked, he was tied for second and uh, scoring in the SM Liga. Uh, you can assume that the Oilers will try to get a second and third back for Paul when they make the move. I don't think at this stage of the game there's going to be any opportunity to uh, to salvage that relationship moving forward. Athens U is going to play in the top nine uh, right from the get-go here. I mean, Gagne going the other way. I just want to say on Sam, we all like Sam. Uh, I could foresee Sam returning in the Oilers organization, though not necessarily as a player. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I could see him. Uh, Scott Housen is moving on to the uh, American Hockey League. The Oilers are going to need to beef up their development uh, side of the organization, and Ken Holland has in development uh, Danny Cleary and Sean Horkoff in Detroit's organization. So I could see Sam, get, and it might not be this year, but it might be in a year from now because I think Sam could probably make uh, 500 or so uh, playing over in Europe next year, maybe tax-free in Switzerland. Depends on uh, if they put a cap in the KHL system. But I could see that there's a lot of respect for how Gagne conducted himself. Uh, Kuffner was signed uh, by Ken Holland. Um, you know, he, he was signed as a 23-year-old at the time, which means you only have to sign him to a, you know, a one plus one in that scenario. His contract's up at the end of this year, so they obviously wanted to divest themselves of him. But guys, that puts Edmonton at 49 contracts now. Okay? Yep. And could potentially factor in if the Oilers were looking to sign somebody on a... Uh, 
on a, when the WHL or major junior players become available, uh, which would be March the 1st. So we need to keep an eye on that moving forward here. And how about Pajot, guys? Mm-hmm. Six-year extension, $5 million per, and the Islanders may not be done. As for the Oilers, uh, let's just stay tuned. Um, two names I'm going to circle back to. Uh, Innes. Uh, you know, do you need Ennis now that you went out and got out in a CEO? Uh, and then, you know, potentially maybe a guy like Cousins out of Montreal can play a little bit different role. Uh, and it's a little bit more offensive. Maybe that's a moot point now that you have Athanasiu. Cousins is probably there to be had. I think there's probably three or four teams kicking tires on him. Uh, but, uh, the, they've been working on this Athanasiu th- uh, thing for a while. Do you think with the addition of Green on the back end, there will be any defensemen moving out? Uh, I don't think so. Not at this time. I think they're going to try to get Lagos in a few more games until Clefbaum comes back. Um, I, Rob, I you know with Matt Benning, that's Matt Benning's going to the owner's going to have to qualify Matt Benning at ten percent, no five percent over one point nine five, so around two point one million next year. And uh, they've got Bouchard coming up. They still have Larson, obviously, under contract for another year. And Bear, by the way, I know there were some reports out today. Ethan, Ethan Bear does not have arbitration. Athena CU has arbitration rights. Right now, that's going to work against him based on the year he's had this year. Now, that'll change if he comes in and scores, you know, 10 goals in the next 18 or 19 games. Ethan Bear does not have arb rights, and so that would likely mean Edmonton just does a one-year bridge on him, and then they might sign him to an extension next January. That's the smart play, I think, for the agent, if I was, you know. Uh, but in, in, in Benning's case, the Rob, he's not playing north of 14, 15 minutes every he's game. Not playing I, north I, I yeah. Think yeah, last night he played nine minutes, and that's my thought. If, if you have feelings right now that you may not want to qualify him, would now not, not be the, an opportunity yeah. to, to move and, and get something back. I mean, it, Matt, Matt Benning is going to be in the National Hockey League next year. Yes. Wherever yes, he's playing. Yeah. He, he is a quality top six defenseman. I, I'm, I don't know if they want to make that decision right now. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. there might be an opportunity in the offseason to, like, maybe they flip Lars. But and and then but they got to get like Matt had two you know the rule when you get that second concussion you know Marty Morazic is the Oilers concussion specialist he did his post grad down at Georgia Jarrett Stoll got concussed twice during the uh, I believe it was during the 0607 season and he was never right as an Oiler again and basically took him two years to get all the way back so I it's a valid point by you. I just, I, I think right now, if it were me, you're gonna, you said it earlier when you started mm-hmm. the show. You guys were talking about Mike Green. You need seven. You're gonna need eight or nine defensemen yep. here. Uh, that's gonna, right? And so, I don't think they're gonna add a D. I think there's an outside chance they add a bottom six forward at this stage. And again, I'll go, I'll circle back to Cousins. I mean, I, I would assume they've probably looked at him, and he might make some sense there. But uh, I, I don't think they're gonna add another defenseman at this time. All right. We will break for the new news. We'll keep rolling here. Andreas Athanasiu, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers. Two second-round picks. Sam Gagne going to the Detroit Red Wings. Trade deadline day coverage presented by AMJ Campbell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.